0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
1: War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. We're going to be talking about some practice. We're talking about some good old football practice
2: how you doing Are we talk about practice yeah uh I'm, practice <laughs> people listening may not remember the old Allen iverson skit um i'm good my friend how about yourself war eagle by the way war
1: eagle i'm so i'm so good um it's good to hear players and coaches just talking about football seeing little snippets from practice just get me so hyped um like the the inner football high school player in me comes out uh when i start seeing this stuff <laughs> I'm just ready to I, hit somebody when when I see that.
2: <laughs> AJ, well, I'm glad I'm not around you. I, uh, if you're wanting to hit anybody, I I was <laughs> not good enough to play football, but I do remember my uh, my EA Sports. It gets me going on my college football days back when that was illegal to make that game. So, <laughs> uh, run, run the dynasties and everything. I'm ex- it gets me going, man. I'm excited as well. Yep. Oh, did you see the? Uh, Today was the day last year. Did you see the the highlight of the uh Seth or uh, 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 to Seth Williams oh, so touchdown? Good. I mean, does it feel like that was does it feel like today's the day from last year? No,
1: not at all. Like uh, at this point we've really only had one football game and that was what Austin P or somebody else and just nobody teams. And you're just like, "Wow, that was a really big game a year ago today when we are recording."
2: And I hadn't even had my pumpkin spice latte yet this year. I mean, we're already, <laughs> I mean, like, it just doesn't feel like the, it just doesn't feel like it's ready for football. No. Oh, did you see the opening play from Austin P? I mean, yes. 2020 just keeps giving, right? Opening play, 75-yard touchdown run.
1: That was incredible. And that was, a, that was a well-run play. The guy ran it. I mean, if you watched it, I'm sure you've probably seen highlights. Go to our ETC page. I posted it there uh, on Twitter. That was such a good way to start out. The 2020 football season, where we have just, I don't know, craved football and college football in particular. And now we get to see it. And what is the first play? From line of scrimmage. 75 Grinch? yard touchdown, right? So great. Love it.
2: It reminds um, me of the, uh, I know we got to get in, but it reminds me real quick of uh, I remember when Eli Stove, like two or three years ago, Arkansas, they literally had just started the game. Bo Jackson's out there waving. He's not even off the field yet. And Stove had already taken it to the house first play of the game, the <laughs> end around. that's the stuff i love reminded me that yeah
1: and then we we've had other ones pretty close to that with like uh trying to think though i think it was one of the first plays again in the iron bowl like 2018 with uh who was it dang it it was another like was it worm it might have been
2: 2018 i'm thinking 2003 man with cadillac was that the first play from the line of scrimmage with cadillac in 03 when uh go crazy the go crazy comment when he took it to the house oh, it might have been i don't remember but I, i'm trying to remember 2018 i can't remember it um i i, I 20 2019 game was so crazy and, and uh, 2019 was like a 10 years of games in and of itself so <laughs> yeah. i can't remember past that
1: yeah your emotions just wrapped you up in that one yeah but yeah alburn had is fair share of really fun games and i think that's what gets me so excited about this this first game against kentucky um where you're just like, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it, it could be a really tight game, but it could also be a blowout and you just don't know what it's going to be. You don't know who the players are going to be probably until close to game, uh, game time that are actually playing. Um, there's going to be a lot of just surmising that goes on of people just like, oh, what's going to happen? And I think that's going to that's gonna make the season even more fun because you're already kind of questioning sometimes when people get a little injured, are they going to play? But this adds an extra element of they could look fine and be healthy, but they have coronavirus and they can't play. And it could be some key player. And you're just like, I don't know. This is going to be so fun. Like, I would love to see – I just thought about this. How does uh, Las Vegas do with with all this? I mean, Ooh, the lines a, are going to be great crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Because another thing, too, like there's a lot of privacy, that, that the and rightfully so, there's you know health privacy – laws that they don't have to disclose some of this stuff uh, i don't know if they actually have to disclose any of it publicly they probably have to tell the other teams but um you know how much are they going to give out i mean we, we we just found out two weeks ago auburn had had 30 cases i know now 16 but we had no clue they had 30 yeah. cases until gus said that like two weeks ago so um i don't know man it's going to be crazy i mean vegas is probably just scratching their hair are they even open by the way i don't <laughs> even know if vegas is back open i don't know but
1: if they can the find betting, a way, they probably will.
2: Yeah, you can bet online, so that that'll be rocking and rolling. No so doubt. true,
1: so true. Um, let's talk about some actual football practice that that's been going on. Um, there's been some some very interesting things that have come out of this uh, really week, maybe week and a half if you count last week. Considering they didn't practice much because of uh, just minor injuries and then coronavirus stuff. Um, so. Some of that is very interesting to me. One of them was the very first scrimmage. There were four completed passes to a tight end. Four passes. What? Can you comprehend that?
2: It is that's that's trick play, man. <laughs> trick play. It's the oop de oop as as uh Mox called it in Varsity Blues. Yeah. But uh,
1: it's y- yeah. it's a weird uh, it's a weird concept for an Auburn team to be thrown to a tight end at least in the last five years really i mean sure we threw a few to the the big tight end like sal canella or something once a game but that was about it and it was so few and far between we'd actually do that so to, just to hear that it is gonna there, there's gonna be some passes to them gets me a little excited to see what's going on um something else with the tight ends that's going on gus i don't know if this is like him just kind of like baiting us all and just like uh It's kind of <laughs> like last year. They're like, "Oh, there's definitely going to be packages where we see Bowdix and Joey Gatewood." We probably only saw like four plays, maybe the whole season, <laughs> yeah, pretty much um of that. But Gus has kind of teased us about we may have two, maybe three tight ends on the field at a time. Whether or not that happens a lot, I don't know. But apparently, Chad Morris, that's kind of part of at least some packages that he has. What do you think of that? Like, how do you imagine something like that happening where we have two to three tight ends on the field at the same
2: time? I mean, if it works, I'm all for it. Like, I think the one thing that, You know, I want to make sure, and I don't think coaches do this. I think there were times Gus got caught up in this where you're like, all right, y'all tell me to do this. I'm going to do it. And then so I can tell you in a press conference, I did it. (laughs) So I don't want them to do it just to do it. But if it's going to work, yeah. I mean, I I think the tight end is so underutilized. I mean, it blows my mind. The tight end in the NFL has transitioned into one of the more important roles. Mm -hmm. At least, you know, when you had Graham and you had uh, Gonzalez and people like that, they turned it into a very formidable weapon. And in college, it went away. So it's like I don't understand that at all because you get these big guys. I mean, the guy from Mississippi who we recruited is like three hundred pounds. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that you you try to line somebody up on him and he's tall, like it's like he's gonna win that battle. Yeah, uh, well,
1: and and if you put a regular DB up against him, who's probably five ten, five eleven, maybe six foot, but he's a hundred and eighty pounds. A three hundred pound guy is going to win that battle. Most he's going to lose that battle
2: if you <laughs> throw the ball properly. And I think Nick's has shown he ain't perfect, but I mean Nick's has shown the that he can make the throws to where if it's thrown perfect, um, there's nothing the DB can do about it. Yeah, if the guy's that big,
1: yeah, and and if he's got any hops at all, if he can jump even six inches <laughs> off the ground, he's got the catch. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's the cool thing. Like, I, I'm very curious to see how they're going to kind of manage the tight ends. If they are using two to three at a time, how many tight ends do you think we'll see? I mean, there's, there's a lot on the roster. I mean, in previous years, it's like, we may see two total a whole year. <laughs> and yeah. we may see two in one play on the first play of the line of scrimmage against Kentucky or something crazy. And you're like, what is happening? What is happening? This is not a Gus Malzahn offense. And I think that, for Auburn fans, that's a little refreshing. Um, but to me, it's also a little scary um, just knowing that we're changing up the offense in a year where we haven't had much practice. Um, and to think we're about to go into SEC play with a new offense, essentially. Um, sure, a lot of it's going to be the same. But you know it's going to have some some bumps along the road that Chad Morris is going to have to work through with, with the guys. Um, how do you think the transition is gonna be from for this year? Is it gonna be the typical Gus thing where we it takes us four games before we really figure out what this offense is, or what do you think?
2: I think there's no way to know. I mean, I was while you were talking, I was thinking of would you rather have a whole new offense, but a I'm gonna call him a veteran quarterback at this point, Nick's, mm-hmm. or would you rather have a similar offense but a new quarterback something like Kentucky let's say Gatewood takes that job mm-hmm. you know their offense is probably not changed um, but they're bringing in a new quarterback with no experience so um, we're bringing in a new offense but with an experienced quarterback yeah I, I don't know I mean at the end of the day um, you know we knocked Gus a lot but we started passing a lot more last year especially on first downs so you know I feel like nicks is ready to sling the ball around if he has to i feel like the receivers are more prepared if they you know need to be on that aspect but at the end of the day yes the first few games it's going to be simplified language there's no doubt about it you have to um so at that point i would say the first game or two it is literally like you got to go beat your man because this is going to be a pretty simplified offense oh you got to. and then we'll figure out from there and go and and it's expanded
0: Hey Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While Tee Public is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash e2c network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode.
1: Thinking about how good Seth Williams is at getting open, he's going to be our go-to target and he's got to have a hot game Um, because right now there's big question marks of running backs and how that's going to look. Um, I I do think that the running backs will have, even with a new offensive line, still be able to move the ball. Will it be 200 yards a game? We may have a couple of those games, but I do think we'll be a little bit more consistent um, unless something just crazy happens and our offensive line is just terrible. But I really don't think that's going to happen. I don't
2: know that they could be much worse, man. I mean, it really, you go back to that LSU game and you think about just how inept we were for a good part of the game. And even then, DJ Williams had a, just enough crease to break one mm-hmm. to where if he doesn't step out of bounds, we'd probably win that game. Yeah. And, and you look at Seth Williams, you mentioned him. I mean, we talk about that Georgia game. I mean, they couldn't stop him. Like, he, we literally basically said, we are running the slant route. Yep. And there's nothing they could do about it. Yeah.
1: How many, and, how many times we ran that was more than we've ran – in that was. one game than ever with Gus.
2: <laughs> and the problem was we just didn't have any other options. Like yeah. nobody else was beating their man. Nobody was getting open. So we I'm not blaming Seth on that. He was doing his part over the middle, catching it every time. Um, I literally probably would have ran that play the entire way down the field, if I'm being honest. But I think that that bodes well of like, all right, he's probably going to be able to do that against Georgia. Now are we going to implement other things, tight ends? Yeah. Are we going to be able to get Schwartz more involved, keep him more consistent so, um, Eli Stove, I just got to thinking, I should have researched this. He's still on the team, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels okay, like he's yeah, so like he, a fifth-year senior or
2: something. Yeah, okay, so he's a senior. So, I got to thinking about the <laughs> receivers, and then we brought in some, you know, hotshot young guys who people are saying really good things about some of those. So, um, I mean, Seth won the Texas A&M game for us as a true freshman. So, I think the games can't change, and some of these guys could come in and make a huge impact right away. Yeah. I mean, Receiving-wise. He-
1: Man, you got to think that this next year is going to be a fun offensive year. I mean, if anything, it's just going to be different. And I think new and different will will be good um, because a lot of teams don't have a lot of footage on you. And I feel like the first year of a, a new offensive coordinator can be really good if you've got already some key positions already lined up, which we have Bo, we have Seth, we have a pretty good uh, running back room to figure out something going on so like I, that that just makes me think we we got something cooking in there that that i mean i don't want to be like pumping all of this orange and blue stuff and just be like oh we're great it's gonna be the best season ever <laughs> but you gotta think like at some point there, there's something new and i i like that
2: if gus or if and listen hey if I, look if i if My job was so on the line, I don't know what I would do. But if Gus will let Chad be Chad, I think it could be really good. And I'm not knocking Gus. I don't mean that in, like, Gus is too hands-on and stuff. I mean, that's just how he coaches. But if he will let Chad be Chad, like he has let Kevin Steele be Kevin Steele and essentially run that side of the ball and just turn him into just really a a, a pro-producing, you know, machine over there, I think it could be really good, man. And I think Gus could be a little more... The kind of Gus that we know he is. He's kind of, he can be kind of fun to be around and stuff, and that'll help with recruiting. He's more of a, hey, uh, a hands off guy, keeping everybody pointed the same direction, but letting those experts do their thing. And I think if he'll let Chad do that, I think it could be fun.
1: Yeah. And I forget who it was. Somebody recently was talking about how with Chad Morris, we just think, oh, he just came into this thing real new. No, he was actually. Think back to the bowl game. Uh, he was there. He he wasn't yeah. doing anything. He was just more observing. But he's right. getting. He he already was getting a feel for the capabilities of each guy, and how that'll go into this season in 2020. You got to think that that's got to help him.
2: Um, well, and Chad played it. I mean, Chad watched film and played us twice. So I mean, mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys are still there too. So I mean, you got to think about that as well. I mean, he literally watched. You know, he spent two full weeks of his career watching Auburn film yep. before he even became an Auburn coach. Or He was there twice, two years at Arkansas, wasn't he?
1: Uh, I think it was two years.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, he watched two years of film, and then coupled that with, yeah, he was able to make it to the uh, the bowl practice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggie is really going to be these young kids. Listen, there are so many things being thrown at them right now that they've never dealt with before. It is hard enough when it's normal, and what they're dealing with right now, who knows? I mean, who knows who's going to respond and how they're going to respond to that from every team?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, and as I think we've talked about this, but you can walk a guy through a new guy, a new freshman. Hey, in this formation, you do this, in this formation, you do that. And, uh, but until you actually get out there and line them up and see how they react, you don't really know. And I think that's why I think Gus went to we're going to scrimmage as much as possible. Uh, which I think was pretty smart uh, to figure out what his guys are going to do in a game-like situation Um, because you can run drills all day and they tell you something, but when you get a guy lined up, you can really tell how he's going to do in a game-like situation. Um, and I think that's going to pay off. Um, Another thing that I I think will be kind of cool with this next season, and and this was something that Owen Papo kind of was – teasing was you could tell when he was interviewed um he was talking about because he was on the linebacker side the defensive side he was super excited about this auburn offense and i think that's that's exciting he he knows something's something's brewing i think that's what got me so excited about this new offense um that we're we're gonna get to see in less than four weeks now um how how are you feeling about the defensive side, because we really haven't even talked about the defensive side too much. (laughs) I feel like we've been focusing on the offense, but defense, how do you think about that?
2: Man, I really don't know. I mean, I think that what our strength last year was the defensive line. I think that could always be the case because we have some, you know, highly talented people brought in big cats going to have to be the leader there. Um, you know, to me, he needed to bulk up a little bit. He's a real tall guy. So I don't know if he was able to add any weight there, uh, to, to take it to the next level. Uh, I think we're going to rely on linebackers. I mean, I, I think that you know Owen Papo, second year, got to play the full freshman year. Um, and then I think, uh, oh my goodness, who's the stud guy? Who's the other linebacker? Uh, I've KJ Brett, KJ Brett, downhill yeah. Brett. I mean, those two guys. I think they are, and they were a huge key last year. I think they are going to be the leaders this year. Believe it or not, even with Owen being just a second year, I think he's a real intelligent kid yeah got a full year under his belt he's a veteran too at this point I think they're going to be the leaders um I don't know about secondary I, I feel like the the thing that maybe scares me the most I think we probably have a new secondary coach if I'm not mistaken um I think, so I don't know what that's going to uh, I'm going to actually
1: look that up real quick I can't remember yeah, what, I don't know that what
2: happened over the off season.
1: Oh, yeah Wes McGriff yeah okay
2: okay so I don't know what that means I mean I feel like our secondary did really well last year um, but we're bringing in a new philosophy. So I, I have no idea. The one thing I will say is that, and we missed this ever since Tuberville left really until Kevin Steele, we tackle well. There's very few games and you notice the games we don't because we rarely do it. Yeah. And if you tackle well, that'll win you football games.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and another one, I just uh, was looking this up. I forgot that we also hired, um, Al Pogue. Um, I yes. think that was the guy, not, um uh, West McGriff,
2: so Al Pogue is the guy from West yeah, Virginia yeah that's right, right. very mm-hmm. energetic,
1: yeah, yeah, he was it, he he reminds me of the trooper Taylor type, you yes, get yeah, up he, and yell and get everybody excited, the players too, yeah, um,
2: he makes me want to go hit yeah, but hit somebody, but then I realize I would get destroyed so. <laughs> i sit back down.
1: Um, something else that I wanted to talk about was Auburn's rankings uh, and where they kind of rank. And uh, Let's talk about the AP poll because that's probably the most recent one. Auburn ranked number 11. Um, and this was something that popped in my head when I was thinking about this because there are teams ahead of Auburn that are ranked but not playing this year. And I thought that was <laughs> maybe like why. I guess just to give homage. Oh, cool. You have a cool team and you've got some good – key players and yada yada whatever but if you're not playing then why why include them and, and then i was like why uh, will they be included once game one happens do you know the answer to that
2: yeah so i i mean i think i'm fairly confident in this where i read it that they are after week one they're not going to be ranked anymore if they don't okay. play so um Essentially, as all preseason rankings are, is to get clicks and sell mag. used to be to sell magazines, AJ. I don't know if you know what those are. Wait, what, what is that um, paper thing you being, you being so young. the grocery store? <laughs> used to be to sell magazines. Now it's to get clicks, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they're not going to be ranking them after that. I mean, it's, you know, although I, I have my doubts. I could see them keeping Ohio State, you know, number two or wherever they are. Just, just because, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the weird thing is AJ, the, uh, and I think we might've, uh, I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but you know, the big 10 is now contemplating starting in November. What, like what do you do with polls at that point? So I have no idea.
1: Like how do you I, start? Because the, I'm just thinking about Auburn season is going to be going into December and the, I mean, the SEC championships is essentially like right around Christmas time. How do you do that? You got a point. Like you, you I got. i am throwing my hands
2: you, up with 2020. I have no idea. Like um, teams
1: are going to have like eight, nine, ten games under their belt before the Big Ten potentially starts in November. How do you rank that? Like, oh, that's a
2: great question. That's a great question. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you really do? With, let's assume that does happen. What do you do with that? So we're still playing in November. Let's say that the first game of the Big Ten is a week before Thanksgiving. Uh, after that weekend they play, all right, what does it look like Thanksgiving week? Where are you ranking teams? Are you, mm-hmm. after one game, pushing them ahead of other teams that may have one or two losses but have played almost a full season? Right. I don't know what you do with that. And then,
1: I mean, it, I think if you're starting to remember November, you're probably kind of excluding yourself from the college football playoffs. That, that would be my assumption.
2: Well, we are talking about the Big Ten here. Uh, isn't yeah. that, isn't uh, that their contractual obligation to be probably? The you, I'm sorry. You,
1: that was a good, that was, that was well said, because
2: sorry. I wasn't even
1: thinking that route.
2: I, I have some <laughs> Big Ten fans, or uh, friends, I love y'all to death. Um, it was just a joke.
1: <laughs> I mean, but really, when they're, they're even <laughs> in it, are they really
2: <laughs> in it? No. Yeah. Well, people could say, well, Auburn's never been in it, and you're right, they haven't. The playoff have not been around long and I'm not making I'm not trying to defend but I mean look 2017 I think everybody would agree if KJ was not hurt uh, yeah. we probably would have been in there
1: oh yeah I mean it was a fumble away from carry on that just his bum shoulder and yeah. we, we scored one more time we could have won that thing
2: yep yep and it hurts but you know it is what it is but it yeah is. it's uh, just a little football humor
1: uh, Jerry before we get out of here uh, where can the people find you
2: Uh, Just on Facebook under my name. It's uh, uh, Jared Davis and on Instagram, Jared Davis.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at AJAY underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.
2: War
0: Eagle.